I said yes. I'm ready to drink. Someone said, is the podcast ready? I said yes. I'm ready to drink. Jason's taking forever. So I said, hurry up. I'm ready to drink. Get off my ass. I'm trying to do all kinds of technologies. Damn it. You can't tell me that wasn't dope, though. That was funny. I made that up on the spot. Those improv classes are paying off. What's up, everybody? Hey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. I don't even know if I can, if I'm... All the audio's on. Yes, it is. Okay, I have my yep. headphones in. Mm-hmm. I have some snare in my headphones. Turning me up. Turn me up. <laughs> Welcome hear. to Lights, Camera, cocktails. cocktails. I don't even know if I said that already. You did, but I missed the cocktail, so that was perfect. Okay, well, we are a podcast where we pair amazing drinks. Oh, my God. Don't you dare start. With amazing movies. Yes, and we got two of them today. What did an you amazing make movie us and today? an amazing cocktail. Well... Uh, my mother made me, and I'm Zenobia. Happy Mother's Day out there. <gasps> Happy Mother's Day, everybody. I am Jason. Hi, Mama. Hi, Mama. Do-do-do. I, I, I bought your gift today. YouTubes. <laughs> Hi, both mamas. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. Before we start our drink, mm-hmm. I have a add-on fact. Oh, okay. okay. Add-on what? fun fact. Fact correction. I don't know. I'm working we're, on it. We're going to get it right. I'm working on it. <laughs> we'll figure out what to call this. <clears throat> so um, I was informed about our Friday episode. Ah, okay. Okay. And you know how we were talking about Ezel and he was like, $2. Let me get you $2. Ezel. Okay. Well, apparently Ezel was in real life a crackhead. Ah. And took a lot of his real life and put it into Ezel and Apparently two dollars is what people asked that's, for. I was, that was the going rate. I was watching something else, and a crackhead asked for two dollars. I'm wondering why <laughs> it's specifically two dollars. I don't. Know. I think it's probably because that at the time could have been the price of a forty ounce, or of uh, what was the what was the tall can? Um, a tall can. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> the cheapest one. I can't remember the name of the brand. It was like a a, a black tall can. I don't know. I don't know. But the, basically, yeah. They $2. It was like $2 for the cheapest tall can. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that was why. Mm-hmm. As the price goes up, let me get three dollars. Let me get. <laughs> let me get. Two, let me wash your car for two twenty-five. <laughs> Does it go up with inflation? <laughs> Absolutely. Affects everybody. <laughs> Even your local crackhead. Um, so yeah, that's all I got on correction fact. Like add on fact. I like that. That's a good one. Funny fact, I don't know. So I'm working on a, it. We got a, a dairy drink today you, from what I can see. Oh, you're ready to drink. I'm ready to drink. Okay. So, today we are drinking a chocolate martini. A chocolate martini. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, what you do is you have chocolate syrup and you drizzle it in your cup. And I did that and I froze it. So, the chocolate like froze to the glass, mm. which I thought was cool. And then I like it. It's creative. Yeah, it actually like before I poured it in, I should have took a picture, but it looks like a flower. (laughs) It's so pretty. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so you put two ounces of Bailey's, you put one and a half ounces of chocolate cream de coco. 
You remember? Cream de coco. You remember we talked about that one <laughs> in our uh, sexual chocolate? I think it was. Believe that's what. Is this gonna be like a sexual chocolate? Um, because if it is, I, I think this might be a sexual chocolate that you could actually get at a bar. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Um, I've never heard somebody say, "Let me get a chocolate martini at the bar." I actually just did this week. <laughs> How about that? Okay. And they did not have Bailey's, so they used Kahlua and rum chata. So it was good. So if you guys have those, try that. Okay. So um, then you're going to put two ounces of Smirnoff vanilla vodka. Smirnoff vanilla vodka. And one ounce of vanilla half and half. And you're going to shake it up on some ice. Shake it over Strain ice. Strain it into your martini glass. And that is what we are drinking tonight. I like it. Are you ready? I'm, oh, I'm ready. Organizing my thoughts, but yes. Cheers. This is a difficult one. I know. Tastes like chocolate. I like it. Just a hint. It's an aftertaste of uh, vodka. Mm-hmm. But it's that vanilla. Originally, vodka. it just tastes like Nesquik. <laughs> like an ice cold Nesquik, like when you're a kid. Yeah. That's nice. Well, when I did ask at my local Romano's bar mm-hmm. about this with my favorite bartenders, um, we kind of. Bartenders. They work at Romano's. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Romano's? What's up, Romano's? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So when I talked to them and I found a recipe, it wasn't exactly. I was like, oh, that sounds good so we came up with this one mm-hmm. so i did it was just plain vodka but i was like we got vanilla vodka let's do that so we got that and then i did do the vanilla half and half otherwise people just put milk so I, yeah vanilla half and half is a little sweeter and i'm not much of a straight up milk kind of person yeah that's so why it's only, i appreciate that you're looking out for me yeah it's only a half an ounce so just a little bit oh and i also put uh the sauce in the shaker before I shake. Oh, okay. The syrup. I got you. So are you ready a little hair story on the chocolate martini? Ooh, yeah. You're really going to like this one. Okay. <clears throat> so the chocolate martini was invented in 1955. So it is... By housewives. <laughs> in America. So it is an American drink. And it is one of the most recent forms of martinis. And... You'll never guess who invented this delicious drink we are drinking today. Who invented it? So it was created by Hollywood legends Rock Hudson and Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. This is their drink. Interesting. They were friends, and they f- they filmed the movie Giant in Texas, uh-huh. and they were both there together, and they shared their love for chocolate, and probably men, and they came up... <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. I thought sure. that would be funny. Rock Hudson was a awesome gay man who was not allowed to be gay back in this time. It wasn't. Yeah. It's so, a different time. And I always think of him on I Love Lucy. That's what I always think of. Okay. They're all like trying to get at him at the pool. <laughs> I do remember that <laughs> When they're here in Hollywood. So, okay. So they shared their love for chocolate and men. And I wonder chocolate men. <laughs> And they came up with this drink. So one night, they decided they wanted to mix chocolate syrup with chocolate liqueur Mm. with vodka. It makes so much sense. Yeah. And they shook it up and they made it. And them being huge stars of their times, Uh this drink blew the fuck up, especially here in Hollywood. 
Yeah. So it's just you go at a, go to a party and they just start talking about it. But like, it was. Do you have these ingredients? Yes. So it was invented in Texas, though. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. And their original ingredients was uh, Hersley's syrup mm-hmm. and Kahlua and vodka. That is what they put in it. Okay. But since then, the ingredients have changed up a little bit. A little bit. You and know, that is different ingredients have been invented. Since yeah, then. since then, you know, they were drunk and they mm-hmm. probably had a limited bar in yeah. their hotel room. This is so good. I would drink a virgin version of this. I also read that there is a virgin version of this, mm, which okay. is like kind of like a fancy chocolate milk. Let me get, <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a chocolate martini, hold mm-hmm. the alcohol. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay, so because we had such a dessert drink, uh-huh. I did bring us some <gasps> chocolate chip cookies. You brought me some cookies. I did. Oh, shit. Because I love you. Break my diet. Give me I this. I know. <sighs> Just prepare. Oh, yeah. Yep. Are they crunchy or chewy? They're a little chewy. That is what I like. I like the chewy I was trying to hide them from you. I was cookies. like, okay. All right, so... I guess I should tell you what movie I picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's tell the people what what we're talking about. We are talking about Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Oh, did you cry this week? A little bit. I did kind of. I got really emotional. This this movie gets to you. It's like that stupid feather blowing in the wind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, breaks my heart. Everybody who is everybody should have seen this fucking movie by now. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, I don't know what the fuck. And you should have guessed it from our scene last week. Yes. It's very, very easy very. to guess. Mm-hmm. So. Overly easy. This might have been our easiest scene to do. Well, not to do, but to, for people to guess for the following week. I have to say that I pretty much have nothing but fun facts nice. on this movie. So I didn't really dive into the individual people in this movie. Uh-huh. Because we will have them in more movies, definitely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, I wasn't tripping, but there's so much about this movie that I was like, I need to just hit y'all with these facts. Mm-hmm. So, let's start it off with... We're just going to unload facts on I'm you just people. Gonna buckle up, you guys. We're going to be running. <laughs> we're, we're running through these facts. We're going to be running. Okay, so, From let me hit you down. with the stats, all right? This movie came out July 6, 1994. All right, so it's been over 20 years, 25 years. 25 years. Yeah. Almost, in a couple months. And this is the craziest thing I've ever had to... I had to ask... You're giggling. What kind of facts are you going to give us? I had to ask if I was correct on what I was reading. So the budget was $55 million, which in today's money is $94 million. Damn near doubled in 20 years. Okay, so this movie made... $677 million worldwide in the box office. Jesus. Which in today's money is $1.1 billion. From a drama. (laughs) It's not very often that you get a drama like this and it makes that kind of money. Yeah. And a fictional biopic, you might say. (laughs) That everyone has like a part you can connect to. That's what it is. It's just Mm -hmm. everybody... He's just, he's you the, can associate with this character with this in many character, facets. In so many ways. Absolutely. You know, they're still trying to make a part two, right? Well, it's still we'll get to that. Yeah, I have a little fun about that. Okay, right. so um, <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes, critics, 72%. Bitches. Audience, 95%. Mm-hmm. I 
expected the critics to be more in the 80s. I did too. Haters. Yeah. Harsh ass critics. Uh, yeah. It's still up there on Somebody's our Somebody's always got something negative to say. They, you know? I feel like this... Robert Zemeckis, bitches. This movie, to me, created the coming-of-age movie. I just realized we're having chocolate milk and cookies. Oh, yeah, let me get my, let me get my <laughs> cookies. It is very much a coming-of-age movie. <laughs> but I feel like it's like the coming-of-age movie. Like, if you're like, what's a coming-of-age movie? You'd be like, Forrest Gump. You'd be like, yeah. I mean, this one is... More than just a coming of age, it's like throughout his life. You yeah. know, he goes from a child to a not an old man, How but old an he? adult. It's never really disclosed. How old do you think? After everything, I mean, if you okay. really went through the decades and did the math, you could figure it out. But I would put him at the oldest forty. The modern day, I believe, is the eighties. Yes. The 90s. Okay. Yes, because through the sixties, through the seventies, yeah. They're in the 80s, in which case, late 30s, 40 at the most. Yeah, yeah. So, are you ready for the completely made-up drinking game? I am ready for this drinking game. Jason did help a I lot did. on this game. I was just rattling off thoughts. I was like, oh, you could do this. Oh, you could do this. Oh, so, this that. is a... Mm, my fault. No, this is totally a joint drinking game. So, here we go. So, take one samp. Okay. When someone talks about his intelligence, and that's either good or bad, because your boy's different. <laughs> that part, or you can think of him when he's in the army and he's like, "God damn it, Gump! You're a goddamn genius. That's the most outstanding answer I've ever heard. You must have a goddamn IQ of 160." Like you know. He, so either one of those constantly, constantly, or if someone, or has, if is he stupid? And he tells him stupid. stupid or something. Stupid is or stupid does, sir. I like when uh, Lieutenant Dan comes to his defense. What did you say? With those cracked out hooker those little hookers. Don't you ever call him stupid. <laughs> I said, are you stupid or something? Uh-huh. All right, so you take one simp every time someone dies. Somebody shot that nice young president when he was riding in his car. And a few years after that... Somebody shot his little brother, too. Only he was in a hotel kitchen. And that's all I have that's to say about that. That's a sad dream. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. I'm going to be quoting left and right, you guys. This is one of my fucking favorite movies. When I started thinking of this show, all I was thinking about is this one. Is, this I wanted to movie. do this movie so bad. I never thought about the drink. This would be pre-me drink with drinks in this show. Yeah. So then I was like, fuck. I almost did. How do we get to Forrest Gump? Yes. And I was like, free month, it's time. So I also was going to do a flaming Dr. Pepper. That would have been good. But that means almost that we. had me about 15 Dr. Peppers. We would have had to been. It's a drop shot. In oh, damn. So we would have been chugging. So I decided to pass on that. But I think we should try it at least once. I'm down. Let's get back to this drinking game. Yes. You take one simp. When Jenny is with another guy, which was yours. <laughs> yes, it was. And that can be like when it's uh, suggested as well. Not just when she's like in the car with homeboy that gets his ass beat. Or the dude who beats her ass. Or the dude that beats her ass. Wesley and I live together in Berkeley and he's the president of the Berkeley chapter of SDS. But like, you, no, the two dudes you know she's hooking up with that truck driver that picks her up. You know <sighs> she's hooking up with the dude that's like, anybody want to go to San Francisco? All of them. 
That's, well, she's that's a how hippie. she gets around. You know what? And that's how she gets around. To be honest, <laughs> to be honest, I would have been more like Jenny too, though, as a free spirit. Like, I just want to sing music. Sure. And I just want to go to San Francisco and yeah. free love. And I would have been snorting coke and all this stuff because you don't know better back then. You didn't. They and didn't. unfortunately, that's kind of how she came to her ending. But they don't really talk about that. It's, I mean, we'll get to that. Yeah, okay. But. All right. So so you take one simp when you see Forrest is running. Run, Forrest, run! Anyway. <laughs> I America. was running. I could run like the wind blows. You wouldn't believe it. I told you. <laughs> and he's so like proud of himself. Arrogant. Like, I could run like the wind blows. I understand because when I was in high school, <laughs> I was. Quick. That's his form of dusting off his shoulders. Yeah, like, yeah, I can run. I ran track. I was like varsity, so I could feel him. Where he's like, I was just mm-hmm. nobody could catch me. So um, you take one simp when you see Jenny in her life. So when they're due. Like, when he goes, oh, I think about Jenny, and you see her about to jump off the ledge. Oh, or you yeah, see yeah, her yeah. leaving because that douchebag punched her in the face For during sure. New Year's. She's, like, singing on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, though, anytime stuff. where we flash to see where she is at her point in her when life. When they're separated. You take a simp. I got you. So, you take a simp. Every president forced me. And so I believe I it's four. To the White House again. again. So, I went again. And I met the president of the United States again. Like, it's like a big to-do about it. And I believe it's four presidents, if I'm not most. I mean, Maybe three. Ford, Nixon, JFK. Did you meet somebody else? Okay, maybe it is three. Maybe it is three. I don't know. But, okay, so you take one simp when he says, Mama always says... My mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Life's like a box of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Stupid is, stupid does. I ate some. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat about a billion and a half of these. I know. I bet she didn't even like, care. Dude, you brought me chocolate, but you ate half of it. That's all right. He's like, I ate the half you didn't like. So anytime mama gives good advice, mama. Mama always had a way of saying things so I could understand. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Mama wise. Mm-hmm. Happy Mother's Day again. Bah, 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 to all the mamas. So take one sim when someone gets shot, including Forrest. Ah, something bit me. <laughs> <laughs> then it felt like something just jumped up and bit me. Hey, <laughs> Even if he shows his ass to the fucking president. God damn, son. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people get shot. Even Lieutenant Dan mm-hmm. gets shot. Everybody gets shot. When he talks about, you Bubba know. Bubba gets shot. Mm-hmm. When he talks about JFK getting shot mm-hmm. and Bobby Kennedy getting shot. He, like just Governor it, Wallace gets shot. shot. Yeah, like just within... History, someone's John shot. Lennon gets shot. Somebody. Oh, yeah, he does talk about it. He was going home to go see his Sign son. Sign an autograph. Somebody shot that nice young man. I Let's not get me started on John Lennon. That just makes me so sad. Okay. okay. So um, you take one simp every time Bubba says shrimp. 
This was also Jason's. So that was when, mine. I when forgot, you were getting real fucked up. I forgot I threw up, that in there. I know everything there is to know about the shrimp and business. He just feel like, you know, you could, you could shrimp all up in these waters here. <laughs> Vietnam is good shrimp. Mm-hmm. And when How he many, names all the shrimps. Can you name all the shrimps? I, I saw it written down and I was like, oh shit, it's like shrimp kebab. It's a lot. It's shrimp like you can the- bake it, saute it. They's on shrimp kebab, shrimp krills. There's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp. Coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp burger, shrimp sandwich. That's that's about it. Shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp Ooh. burger, Ooh. shrimp sandwich. He didn't say shrimp tacos. He didn't say shrimp, shrimp tacos. Shrimp burritos. That, that, that's about it. However, they're going through like two days of him just shrimp this, Whatever, shrimp that's that. like a fucking month, dude. Not even two days. Shrimp gumbo. Ooh, shrimp gumbo. Mm. Absolutely. Like he Speaking was listening. of shrimp, if you guys haven't noticed that it's still daylight outside. We started yes. a little bit early today because... We're going to Bubba Grump Shrimp after this. And they close you, at 10, so we're trying to get there so on time. So we're trying to get the hell out of here, you guys. <laughs> so we're going to hit this shit. Also, we have a lot of facts, so we need to get this shit done mm-hmm. and not be here all fucking night. Yes. It's I a, will find the shrimp. I mean, it's a long-ass movie. It. it is, but it doesn't feel long when you It doesn't. It. it doesn't feel long. I watched it three, four times this week, and it did not feel like it. I finished it every single time. This is a movie that, no matter when it comes on, whatever part I'm at, I'm going to f- stop and I'm going to finish it to the end. I'm like, ooh, they're in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, Jenny came back. Like, you know, like, yeah, like doesn't I stopped matter it what part. for you earlier today mm-hmm. and started from the beginning. You didn't mm-hmm. even care. <laughs> I did not care. I was like, oh, we'll start over. I love it. Okay, so you take one simp when Forrest shows up in history. Wouldn't that go? No, I couldn't be. Sure as hell was. That's funny. Like that? <laughs> I do like, like that. Where he's like, where he's like peeking, he's like peeking through the footage yeah. of Governor Wallace. Yeah, he's like in the background, like, what the fuck? Raccoons try to get off for Porch Mama just chasing him off with a broom. broom. Not raccoons, yeah. niggers. Well, they want to go to school with us. And he's like, he so keep... oblivious. He's like, really? That's why I feel like. And he's like, all right, but shit. He's the best character ever because he is so. Sweet and giving and loving. Absolutely. Through he doesn't judge some a of our single worst, person. Yeah, some part of like he's such a sweet person during a time in history when shit was really hitting the fan. Yeah. And, and it's also one of those like ignorance is bliss situations. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't understand the circumstances. Even when he's whooping homeboy's ass after uh he backhands Jenny, you know. Before he walks out, he's like, sorry, I had a fight in the middle Black, of your Black, Black Panther, Panther party. party. <laughs> I know. And the black guys were just like, I mean, I mean, yeah, you should beat the shit out of that. Shit happens, man. And do you. <laughs> they probably didn't but like him either. you can't stay here. <laughs> I mean, hell no, they don't like him. He's in a full suit with his medal of no, not, honor. Not Forrest. Oh, the white boy? Yeah, that he uh, is. I don't think they really care for him either. I think I'm sure they don't. I think they're it's like kind of friends with Jenny because... Probably. Or you, they utilize him for the movement. Yeah. You because know, he Jenny, might have some connections. Jenny went and lived in San Francisco, which is across the bridge from Oakland, mm-hmm. where 
all the Black Panthers are. So she probably yeah. had some sort of connections. That's why she was there. For sure. And I mean, they don't care enough to beat this white dude's ass for hitting a white chick, but they ain't going to be too mad at Forrest for doing it. They're like, yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. But, you know, you fighting, so get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. So you take one simp, every Dr. Pepper Forrest drinks. I wasn't hungry the Thursday. And number two, they was free. I must have drank me about 15 Dr. Peppers. Thank you. That's 15 sips right there. <laughs> I wasn't hungry, but, but thirsty. thirsty. He was so thirsty. <laughs> and number two, they was free. I know. <laughs> when I was in college, I would walk down to the store, get a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper, and that was my shit. Mm. So I totally understand. I could have drank 15 in one spot, too. Okay, so you take... Oh, you finish your drink. Yes. Here we go. When Forrest breaks through his brace. Yeah. Which is also Jason. It's such a great scene. Mm -hmm. He like breaks through them things and he's gone. <laughs> That little boy was... And he like looks up like, oh, fuck! He's got this stupid smile on his He's face. Like, oh, like, oh, my God. I'm about to fucking run. <laughs> I do have to say that they both have pretty good form for me being a track and field mm. expert. Yeah. I mean, the little boy hasn't learned completely how to no, run. No, no. I mean, that was the first... his arms are like flailing about, but... That was the first time he was like, oh, my God, I'm actually moving quickly. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. Um... Yeah. His legs are strong, Miss Gump. Strong <laughs> as I've ever seen. But his back is as crooked as a politician. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that, like, when he comes home to see his mama and she's dying, and the doctor's like, Short and straight you out, didn't we, boy? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Look at how tall you stand. And, mm -hmm. um, so you finish your drink when Jenny and Forrest have sex. <sighs> when she yeah. pops his cherry. She does, doesn't she? 30-year-old, mm -hmm. 35-year-old virgin. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, because when they were in college... I mean, he's still <laughs> premature. Uh, 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 I'm dizzy. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I ruined your roommate's bathroom. It's okay. I don't like her anyway. Is that what she said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always like that. I'm like, yeah. I've had roommates who were shitty too. Straight up. I let my friend nut bust inside the wrong bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All you did was grab a titty for us. He didn't even. He, he did. just looks at it. Oh, no, she no, no. Does she takes his hand and puts it around and he's like, Who's that? Hey. Uh, oh, oh, oh. That's his old face. Uh, I'm dizzy. I feel drained. That would have been really funny if he would have like done a second. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're late. Okay. <laughs> and that is the completely made up drinking game. game. Yep. I like that a lot. I almost want to add something about Lieutenant Dan. Every time he says fuck. <laughs> then that's the drinking game. That's the drinking Game. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let's get started. Can we start from the very, very beginning? What are we talking about? It's a very good place to start. <laughs> All right, so this movie was a book before everything. Yep. Yes, it was. So Forrest Gump 
is a book from 1986 by Winston Groom. Okay, and he wrote this book. And the book is kind of close to what the movie is, okay. or the vice versa. I have not read this book, but I want to. So if somebody has a used copy who wants to send it to me, I'm more than willing to read it. I mean, I'm sure you can get it somewhere. I know. But I mean, I <laughs> somebody's got a book they can lend out. Yeah. I'm, I don't lend out books no more because I never get them back. I got to finish Harry Potter, I know, but I do. This is on the list. Mm-hmm. So, um, You're going to throw out uh, the sold copies because I was oh, very no. interested in that. No. Oh, well, apparently. You know? Yes. Okay, oh, It uh, sold 33,000 copies before the movie came out. Afterwards, it sold 1.4 million copies. So the movie definitely brought attent- awareness to the book, See? and people started loving the movie so much that they went out and did like you. Winston's about to make some book. money off of me. I'm about to mm-hmm. buy it. Winston <laughs> Groom. That was a cool fact. Mm. So what's cool? Um, in the book, Bubba Forrest? and Forrest are friends before they join the army. Bubba was my best good friend, and even I know that ain't something you can find just around the corner. Interesting. Instead of the meeting and then they were in the army. I kind of like the way Robert Zemeckis did it, but of course I haven't read the book. Right. He also, his life was, you think his life was incredible in this movie? They didn't even put all the things that Forrest did. Jesus. So some of the things that Forrest completed in his awesome life is he worked for NASA as an astronaut. What? <laughs> he gets in. That's a little far-fetched. He gets in an anti-war uh I don't know, like, like a movement, like a movement oh, okay. and in Washington, and I think he gets fired from NASA because of that or something like that. I got you. He also has a brief career as a chess champion. Wait, does this mean that he's not dumb in the book? He's not dumb in life. Well, I mean, say? in this one, they specifically say that his IQ is 75. Yeah. Your boy's different, Ms. Gump. His IQ is 75. I know, to do chess... Chess, be a chess champ, yeah. be an astronaut. Like, he clearly has ability to focus and narrow in on something yeah. from his ability to fit into the army, like you're saying, like one of those round pegs, yeah. or his ability to play ping pong the way that he does, yeah. you know, those sort of things. But they clearly state that his IQ is 75. I don't know. I haven't read the book. If you read the book, shout me out. He also was a stuntman. Nice. Somebody's and playing music somewhere. I thought it was just me. No. Damn, neighbors. Is That's that, the it, downside of starting the podcast Is that early. the guy karaoke in his Oh, <laughs> Filipino <laughs> toot in the back. Hey, homeboy can sing. He can. <laughs> he sounds like Filipino Elvis. <laughs> and so he also, he was a stuntman, and he was a pro- professional wrestler called the Dunce. Like WWF wrestler? Yeah. Nice. So he had um, a crazy life. Do you want to know who was based on real life? Wow. Okay, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Bedford. General Nathan Bedford Forrest. Who Forrest is named after was a real army general and he was a crazy racist. Like, Is he know, really the one that started the Ku Klux Klan? Um, I didn't dive in too much because, to be honest General with you, Nathan I didn't Bedford want Falls. to be upset by reading this crap. But for sure, I was more interested in like, okay, so the shot of Hank 
when they show Bedford dressed up like dressed up ghosts or spooks or something. They even dressed up their horses. And the yeah. horses. Okay, so you know, do you know what that film is from? Like the background shot. I don't. Okay, no. so they put him into a real scene from the 1950s silent film, A Birth of a Nation. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of Birth of a Nation. Okay. <laughs> okay, so A Birth of a Nation is a movie, mm-hmm. a white supremacist movie. Yes, it is. About how killing and attacking black people, especially black men, was what they were supposed to do and that they're all this crazy shit. Anyway, it became one of the biggest, I believe it was the first movie to get a million dollars ever. Funded? No, like or made a million dollars. Profited. Yeah. Okay. But I also believe that's because it toured for like two, three years because there was cities in the country that refused to play it, like New York and Los Angeles. Of course. We're like, fuck y'all, get out of here with your racist bullshit. The forward thinking states. This movie was the first film ever to be shown in the White House by President Woodrow Wilson. And I only say this to remind us that sometimes... Sometimes we all do things that, well, just don't make no sense. Like that being a movie that you, as a president, would want to watch. I mean, yeah, for real. That makes me feel like Woodrow Wilson Mm. makes me want to question his Mm -hmm. uh, ideologies. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know much about that particular president to begin with. But, dude, come on. Yeah, now you get an asterisk. I know I you know. came after Lincoln, so <laughs> I will give you Racism somewhat about 1915. Yeah. You know, but, but shit, yeah, apparently we haven't learned now. We got presidents. <laughs> We're going back up. to 1915 again. <sighs> anyway, so I just wanted to bring that to attention because I do know the history of that movie. Mm-hmm. Robert Zemeckis had a very clear idea of what he wanted to do with this movie, mm-hmm. and very specifically chose these where there was footage or stock footage you might say in different points in time in political time in american history do you just want to give us a quick tech corner you want to do the tech corner yeah because i feel like that i actually could banter with you on this one let's do it (laughs) i got some fun facts i didn't write them down i just love this movie so much okay so zenobia did want us to do a tech corner on this and i am very excited to talk about it to begin with but if you notice in this movie there is a lot of scenes where either Forrest Gump is inside of a point in history, mm-hmm. and not only that, but they alter the scene to suit the scenario with him. Where he's interacting with yeah, history. Yeah, exactly. So, like, when <laughs> he shows President Ford that he got shot in the ass. Oh, oh damn. And did you figure out how they did this? Yes. Okay. But go good. ahead, take to corner. Well, what they do is uh, this. This movie came out in 1994. This is right when computer graphics and computer editing was coming to to a certain degree. It pretty much showed us what the future is going to be like. Exactly, and, and, and that's why it was like you, unprecedented. To be honest with you. It still holds up. Like oh, yeah. it legit still holds up. It's not like, oh, mm-hmm. you can see that. Like, no, it still looks good. Yeah, absolutely. So they first of all, they filmed Forrest Gump in front of a green screen mm-hmm. and they put him in position. So they had already chosen what scenes or what stock footage they were gonna use, and they made him specifically move with the 
frame of the stock footage. What I read that they did was like they would look at the stock footage and mm -hmm. they would find someone in the footage that would be perfect to fit Forrest. Yeah, and then to they would frame cut, him out. Exactly. Then they would cut them out and then that's where you would put Forrest him mm -hmm. shaking hands or doing whatever. Exactly. And then what they would do is they would use computer graphics to move the mouth mm -hmm. of whatever president or historic figure yeah. needed to be talking yeah. same way as like do you remember those little like baby commercials where yeah. the baby's like talking Love. and stuff like that yeah. that's ultimately what they mm -hmm. did but much before mm -hmm. as well as well they won the oscar that year for best editing yep because not only did they do that but they cut off lieutenant dan's legs well you ain't got no legs lieutenant dan i know how they did that oh go ahead they put blue socks on him uh-huh and they made it so that there were holes in parts of the set. So yes, when he and they would have a wheelchair that would hide his legs so that you wouldn't be able to see mm -hmm. below the knee. Yes. And then the scene where he's sitting on the boat and he tells Forrest, I never, I never said thank, you, thank for you for saving, saving my life. life. And he swings his leg, his no legs around mm -hmm. and he jumps in the water and he swims off. Before it's edited, there is a pretty much a gap between where he's sitting and how he swings his legs. Mm -hmm. So he swings his legs so it feels like you're fluidly going through things. They do that with like a table and certain scenes so that it feels like he's going through things. Or they would have him lay and there would be holes for him to stick his legs in. Exactly. Uh, Same situation as in the hospital when mm -hmm. he's laying down. Mm -hmm. his, they cut out holes in the bed in the so bed. his legs fall down. Of yeah. course, they still have blue socks on yes. because the orderly guy comes over and he has to lift Gary Sinise off yeah. of the bed and put him on the other gurney, gurney. and roll mm -hmm. him out. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's some of the tech corner. I don't that know. is some of the tech corner. They did a great job and they won the Oscar for it. They won six Oscars. They were nominated for like, I want to say 10. Mm -hmm. That's a hell of a lot. Yeah. So this movie is unprecedented. It is an amazing movie. It is a historical movie and it is, it's not the most that a movie has ever been nominated, but it's up there. It's up there. Oh, I have another tech corner. Jason Tech Corner. Uh-oh. Do you know... How he made it look like he was running carrying Bubba. Oh. They had a crane. Nice. Then they had it, Bubba hooked up. And so he's like holding him, but he's not really holding him. He can let sure. him know and he'd yeah. still be in the same spot. And that's how they like ran. And it was all set on timers for the fucking explosion. Gotcha. Yeah. I like that. I know a lot of tech corners. I ran so movie. fast and so far. Pretty soon I was by myself. I was by myself. There was no one else. Which is a bad thing. <laughs> I had to go check on Bubba. He was my... I gotta find Bubba. That's good. Would you come find me? Fuck yeah. I got you. I got you. I, I mean... I'd have you get on my motherfucking back though. I'd be like, come on, dude. Yeah. Let's do this. Get it. <laughs> We're carrying like a firefighter. I've been running lately. It's helping. Yeah. You know, my legs. So... Let's dive into these people. All right. Let's I told it. you, I got more fun facts than real facts, so let's do it. All right. Well, starting with our wonderful director, Mr. Robert Zemeckis. So, um, he, well... Which I didn't do a lot because we definitely are doing more on that bitch. Yes, absolutely. So... We should have mentioned this earlier, but he is known as the whiz kid of special effects. So it's no surprise that Forrest Gump has these special special effects in there. It's no surprise that they are amazing and they look so well done because 
Robert Zemeckis has been doing this kind of work shit since Back to the Future. I mean, he just did that new movie I wanted to see, Welcome to our Marwin or whatever. Oh, with Steve Carell. It looks really cool. Yes, he did. And that special, that's why I want to see it. I was like, the special effects look really cool in this movie. As technology advances, yeah. you know, these him... Spielberg, a couple of other directors, they stay on the forefront of the advancements. What's the first movie of his you remember? Oh, Definitely Back, Back to the, the Future. Future. Definitely Back the to the Future. The year before that, he did Romance in the Stone, Romance which I didn't see until I was a lot older. But Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, you couldn't just watch a movie. It didn't show up on regular TV. Yeah, You had to either find it at it. Blockbuster yep. Video you had to hear about it before, and there was no internet or social media or anything. You to, if you didn't catch that commercial, you didn't see the previews <laughs> for it. You had to read the back of the of the box. Exactly. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? He has directed some of my favorite movies of all time. I definitely can't wait to do that with movie. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Obviously, he did Back to the Future two and three. Which which one's your favorite? Put I'm gonna go with part one. Put them in order of favorites. One, three, two. Two, one, three. Best of like three. Tu Wong what? Tu <laughs> Wong three. Or Fu. Fu. <laughs> yeah. Wong. Yeah, I like the two one because Fu. you get the future and the past. Mm-hmm. Then I like the second one because he gets to go and he kisses his mom. There's not really a bad <laughs> one. I like all three of them. And I like that but... they turn the fucking train into a time machine. I can't even. I can't even. And I'm ready for the next one, which I'm pretty sure there's supposed to be the fourth. What? I yeah. didn't see anything of that. Note. Um, it's not in his uh, dev- movies and production. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's his. That's true. However, he does have an untitled um, Jetsons project. Coming out? <gasps> yeah, it's, bring the Jetsons It's back. in script form right now. Who knows if it's going to happen or not. You know, he's also trying to make Roger Rabbit 2. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we no longer have the late, great Bob Hoskins. So I don't know oh. what they would do in that scenario. Yeah, I didn't know he was British until so fucking long after. He plays <laughs> New York so well with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, with Mario Brothers. Yeah. You know when he's yeah. doing Smee and Hook. Oh yeah, you know, he is he, Smee. Yeah, he's Smee. Smee's me. <laughs> what about me? Smee, Smee. What about Smee? I love him. Um, I absolutely. Ad- we will definitely Bob do Hoskins. Who Framed Ro- Roger Rabbit because that is another tech corner for you. Yes, it is. Yes, um, it is. We have Contact. I never saw that one. <gasps> I'm sorry. What? Stop yelling at With me. With Jodie Foster, right? Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. Mm. Anyone out there, If I'm just putting it out there. If you guys know Katya, the amazing queen for RuPaul's Drag Race, Contact is her favorite fucking movie. She talks about it all the time. I would love her to come on here and we can talk about Contact because I love that movie. So I'm just putting it out there. Anyone know Katya, let's do it. <laughs> I'm getting drunk over here. I know. I'm about to make another one after we talk about this. Don't make me drink another what one. What Lies Beneath in 2000. Yeah. He also did another Tom Hanks movie. Yes, he did. Cast Away, which I also super fucking love. We will also do. I should have mentioned earlier, but Tom Hanks is among my top favorite actors of all time. It's like him, Robin Williams, Paul Newman. There's a couple of other ones, but like those are like we have done none of them. Yeah, this is our first Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, 
I know. Many, I, many more. I also feel I'm glad the same you way. broke the seal because now it's just let it flood all through. I know. I, I was also it. debating on my next free movie to be a Tom Hanks movie. Mm. Probably not, but maybe it will be in the future because I fucking love it. He also does another Tom Hanks movie in 2004. Which one was that? Polar Express. Yeah. Which was a very cool tech corner also. That's one of Ashley's favorite Christmas Is movies. Is it really? Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. He did Beowulf. 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 I yeah. remember reading that in high school. I loved it. And the movie wasn't too bad. And the tech of it was kind of cool. It came out in ninety or 2007. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. I never saw it. It was okay. It was all right. But he also did one with my boo-boo, who we haven't had on this show yet. Which one? Flight with Denzel. <gasps> oh, I thought you were talking about Will Smith. But yeah, he did do Flight with well, Denzel. Know, we we just about. talked about that movie we like did. last week or the week before. Oh, last week because we were talking about Sully. <laughs> That's what it was. Also Tom Hanks. <laughs> Uh, the but walk. we're going to talk about Robert Zemeckis a lot. Did you see yeah. The Walk? I didn't. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, though. Mm-hmm. Wasn't I, that good? I I mean, they can't, I really, they can't all be great. I like the story. I understand his the directing was not the problem. It was beautifully done, and it didn't make you feel like you were like, ooh. And I did work at the movie theaters when it came out. Who dropped the ball? Um, Jason Gordon-Levitt. Did he really? Yeah. His French mm. accent was like... I got you. Very, very rad. But people did leave because they had vertigo because it felt so real of people being on. Mm, yeah. Fuck that. But then I saw a documentary. That's the on kind the of movie guy. that I don't know if I could see. It was cool. I like that. Because of the height situation. I feel it because he had to make that for someone who tight ropes across the Twin Towers. I mean, you have to kind of have that. I would get knots in my stomach watching that movie. <laughs> I watched the documentary. It's so fucking cool. Mm. I mean, that's a little bit of his filmography. <laughs> well, uh, all bangers. I want to talk about before we get to the cast. A couple of people. Wait, can I give fr- you a fun fact? Yes. Fun fact: He's from Chicago. Who is Robert Zemeckis? Yes, he is. Ooh, and, that was good. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he went to school at. USC. Go Trojans. I didn't have to look that one up. I don't know that one. No, I knew that one. <laughs> uh, and the sc- of the School of Cinema with George Lucas. Yes. Well, let's talk about Mr. John, uh, not John, Don Burgess. He is the director of photography for this movie. Oh. Yes. And I believe he was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. As he should be. Yeah. Did he win? Who beat this one? He did not win, but he was nominated, I think, for an Oscar. For, yeah, for this specific movie. Since this movie, he has done Contact, he's done Castaway, but he's also done The Conjuring. He just Ooh. shot Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman, I felt like it was well done. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he <laughs> he does comedy, he does drama, he does action, he does everything. He uh, shot uh, Divergent. Well, he did additional shots for Divergent, as well as uh, Ted 2. Okay. He is a very sought-after cinematographer, and it all didn't necessarily start with Forrest Gump, but... Forrest Gump definitely put him on the map. He did do flight. So he's kind of Robert Zemeckis' go-to cinematographer. But in between, he shot 42, mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson's story. Ooh, that was good. Yeah, exactly. So uh, With my boo-boo. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, his list goes on and on and on. You know, Book of Eli, uh, Fool's Gold that with Matthew McConaughey. That, that was a hell of a one too. I can I can see as that. As far as cinematography Because they had to go goes. do a lot of underwater shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to talk about Don Burgess for a second. It's not his most beautifully shot movie, but it is a beautifully shot movie. Actually, I don't know because this is the one that got him his Oscar nomination. I just want to say... Thank you for shooting this beautiful movie that is forever one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I wanted to talk about a couple of the filmmakers before we dive into the cast. One being Don Burgess, two being Mr. Alvin. Alvin. Chipmunks. Why, why are you making me this chocolate martini? I'm already I, messing up. <laughs> Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri is. I'm sorry our that music. I'm your personal motherfucking bartender. Seriously, can you stop? I'm so, sorry that I'm making fancy cocktails. S- I'm having once too much good times. Stop well, making me drink. Okay, all right. Next week, <laughs> there will be one drink on this table. <laughs> and it's mine. And it's mine. <laughs> Alan Silvestri is our musical composer. So he's the man Da-da-da. responsible. Exactly. So that fucking. That sounded a little Jurassic Park. That did. I, I, that I was like, wait. Oh, wait. Can I give you. That came out in 93. Fun fact. Give me it. This was the second movie, highest grossing movie behind Jurassic Park. I believe there was one other movie. It wasn't Titanic. Was it really? Yeah, it wasn't Titanic yet. Was N- not yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jurassic Park came out a year before. It was something else. I don't know. I don't remember. I read it somewhere. You guys, there were so much fucking fun facts on this. I did way more pages than I should have. Yeah, but and we ain't got time to get to all time. the pages, so, but we're going to get to as oh, many fuck as we no. can. We getting to all this shit. I wrote it down by hand. It's Fine. getting said. You, you, hit it, hit you, it. You finish it, and Move we'll, on. we'll meet you at Bubble Keep going. Cups. I'll catch an Uber. <laughs> okay, well, Alan Silvestri is our musical composer. He's responsible for the scores in this movie, as most notably the song in the beginning with the feather floating through space and all that stuff. But I love the music that he chose for this movie. Yeah, because it know? tells the story of the time. It tells the story of the time. And you could have chosen a whole lot of songs. And the ones that he chose are absolutely beautiful. The songs that he chose, even when Jenny is naked on stage with her guitar and she's singing. How many roads must a man walk down before? <laughs> Bobby Dylan. Yeah, (laughs) Bobby Dylan. Exactly. So each song that he chose was very, very specific, not only for its melody, but for the words that it said. Well, that song is perfect for for Jenny because, you know, she's a hippie. But not only that, like when they're in Vietnam, in country, when they're back and they're in D.C., Mm -hmm. when she is on drugs and she's yeah. in the apartment they play some you know, Jimi Hendrix exactly what? everything is very specific do you know who they beautiful. played the most in this movie what the doors did they mm-hmm. I think they the have doors played, are they have synonymous like with the 60s yeah, yeah. I got you mm-hmm. but Alan Silvestri so he also did the Polar Express with Robert Zemeckis okay. uh, he did Captain America the first Avenger 
which I watched the other day because after seeing Endgame, I kind of just want to start at the beginning. Oh, you Endgamed it? I Endgamed it. How'd you feel? Uh, I cried. Okay, that's all we're going to say because I don't want to ruin it for people. No, exactly. But so. yeah, it was good. Oh, shit. He is the composer for Endgame. <laughs> 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 so Alan Silvestri is the composer for Still out there Avengers making fucking Endgame. bangers. Yeah, exactly. So he's still doing his thing, killing the game. <laughs> that's so Speaking funny. of. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> And lastly, before we dive into the cast, I guess this counts as the cast. I want to talk about Kurt Russell. <gasps> you know what fun fact I'm giving out I there, do. aren't so you? Go ahead. So I'm gonna give it to you. Go ahead. Throw it out there. Fun fact: <laughs> Kurt Russell provided the voice for Elvis Presley. Yes, he did. Yes, He's he like, did. Hey, man, show me that movie you're doing again. Show me that crazy little walk you just <laughs> did there. Say, man, show me that crazy little walk you just did there. Slow it down some. You Slow it down, son. <laughs> no, she's like, this is not for children. Yeah. So I didn't know that Kurt Russell did such a great Elvis impersonation. Think, yeah. mm-hmm. Clearly, it's not him that is playing Elvis. He's just doing the voice. He's just doing the voice. Yeah. What is the name of the guy that was actually playing Elvis? Because he's then when uh, I looked at a picture, well, like, he don't look like Elvis. <laughs> You want to hear a fun fact? Give me a fun fact while I find the name of the man who played Elvis. The world famous bench that Forrest sits on. Yes. Is located in the historic Savannah, Georgia at the Chipson Square. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying mm-hmm. right, but mm-hmm. they're square. Mm-hmm. And they made three of them, if I'm not mistaken. They did. And one of them is in the Savannah Historic Museum. Mm-hmm. And another one is at Paramount. Paramount Pictures. And then there's one more somewhere. Where was the third one? It was purchased, I think, privately mm-hmm. for $25,000. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and they have it like, in, would you have it like in your foyer or yeah. you have it like in front of your house? I don't know where I would put that really? thing, but I, I have seen the one that is at Paramount Pictures. Did you this see This movie was produced and uh, distributed by Paramount, which by the way, I didn't mean to wear this shirt. I, I didn't want to say anything. But I put it on this morning and then halfway through the day I was like, oh shit, we're talking about a Paramount movie. Fuck it. I'm going to leave it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I believe this is one of their highest grossing movies it is up until like grossing. 2012 or something mm-hmm. like that. Something crazy like that. Um, let's see if I get another <laughs> fun fact for you. Another fun fact? I mean, I'll give you a fun fact. Give me one. One of the kids that's on the bus, Alexander Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis's son. Oh, I, then I got another fun fact for you. Okay, throw it out there. What is it? That Smashley's in the building? That Smashley's in the motherfucking <laughs> building. <laughs> 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 Hi, baby. How you doing? Where are we going tonight? We're going to bubble gum shrimp. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have some shrimp gumbo. I got another one for you. Shrimp and potatoes. I don't think, I don't know if they have, well, shrimp and fries. That's technically shrimp and potatoes. Yeah. Smashly, we are drinking a chocolate martini tonight. What? It does have vodka in it. I don't know if you want it. It's vanilla vodka. Take a, take a simp first. Let us know what you think. What'd you think? You've had a long day, dear. Because life is like a chocolate martini. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Ooh, that was strong, but it's delicious. <laughs> That's really good. 
She went up an octave there. <laughs> if you do want one, there is a chilled glass for you in there. We will make you one. Okay, so um, I do have another fact. The little redheaded girl who's sitting on the bus is Elizabeth Hanks, Tom Hanks' daughter. Aww. So they put their kids in the school bus scene. That, that was a lot. That wasn't the fun fact. I was gonna I'm going to throw my kids in every movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, can you Just tell? in case my acting career doesn't work out, I'm going to raise the next You're going to try to like Will, Will Smith him? Yeah. I'm going to raise the next Haley Joe Osmond. Yeah. <laughs> I why, want... why do I mention that? Because Haley Joe Osmond <laughs> is Forrest Gump Jr. in this movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Haley Joe Osmond, this may have been his first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays Forrest Gump Jr., Mm-hmm. And he does such a great job. He does. And he's, I just recently saw He's him. a little Dakota fanning. He's so cute. He's like, my name is Forrest Gump. And it's the same fucking bus driver as Forrest had. Mm-hmm. So, is it the same it's one? It's the same bus driver. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Okay. Check out when she's still alive, when she's chain smoking while taking chain smoking again. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So Haley Joe Osment is the youngest millennial to be nominated for a Academy Award for what, six, 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 six. I think it was for the Sixth Sense. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but this is, I believe, his very first movie. It is. It is his first movie. Mm-hmm. So this was right before he did Sixth Sense. Have you seen him now? Yes. I just watched him in the new Netflix Ted Bundy movie with the long title. I can't ever remember. The Zac Efron movie? Is yes. he in that? Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want to see it. Yeah, okay. Nothing against Zac Efron. I love Zac Efron. However. This I, is literally the best thing I've ever seen Zac Efron in. Really? Yeah. I mean, he works hard. I can't knock him. I mean, I always thought like... He's kind of doing what Robert mm, Downey did. Yeah. Where like he had his years where he was a little experimental with yeah. some... Uh, extracurricular activities mm-hmm. and now he is refocused and he's working his ass off uh, because before this he did a movie called The Paperboy which I wasn't too impressed with his oh, yeah. dramatic acting abilities. As a person who is a murderino mm. and has seen tons and tons of documentaries on Ted Bundy, he had him down. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he has recalibrated yeah, no. his life and his career, mm. and I think that he is laser focused. I think he's just going to keep going up and I think up this, at this point. I think this movie is going to help him a lot. He looked, he really did good. I was watching yeah. it and I forgot it was Zac Efron. That sometimes. Okay, I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that it has your stamp of approval yeah. because now I really want to see it. You should see it. And, Plus, now that I know Haley Joe Osment, and is he does have it, a supporting role. He plays. The movie is more about like the girl friend of Ted Bundy's okay, and all this stuff. And she, he plays like a co-worker of hers who kind of helps her through like getting over this psycho that you dated for so long. And he does a good job. They both do really good jobs. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah, you should watch it. Netflix. Well, let's start at the very beginning, like you were saying. It's a very good the youngins. place to start. <laughs> good, because I did nothing on him. Hit me with it. I mean, I'm not going to give you a lot on him because there's not a lot to give, but Michael Connor Humphreys Who plays is? young Forrest Gump. I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. Well, now we ain't strangers anymore. Run, Forrest, the one in the... in the. He's the little boy running, exactly. He is so My cute. My name's Forrest Gump. Yeah. I love when he's like sitting I'm, there. What does he say? I'm Jenny. I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. 
I thought he did a great job. He does a good job. You know, he is now 33 years old. He is still acting. Okay. He's in a series right now called um, Night's End, uh-huh. uh, which is in pre-production. So he's mm-hmm. currently filming some stuff. Uh, he hasn't done anything in a long time. Basically, he hasn't done anything since Forrest Gump. He did one thing called Pathfinders in 2011. But it was like a self-produced thing. It wasn't like something well, big. Now I think he's finally coming around and getting back into if acting. If you want your one hit wonder to be a movie, this is the movie you'd want. Because mm-hmm. it's forever going to be shown in film history classes. Forever. It will always be on TNT during the summer. Yeah. You know, it's just always, yeah. So these two, Young Forest and Young Jenny are basically what happens, the two of them, to young child actors. Some of them do one movie and then they don't act again or they act later in their life, which is what happened to Michael. Whereas Hannah Hall, who played young Jenny, got a taste for acting very young and she continued on from then on. She been She's on? been acting ever since. Um, she She's done a lot. She is currently doing a movie called Logic of Being, where I think she's playing the lead. But she's done a lot of B-movies. She grew up to be a very pretty girl, as you can see. Oh, I've seen her. Yeah, she's done some things. She uh, has become a journeyman actress, as Mm, you love to hear me say. Hold on. Let me get that sip in. (laughs) Journeyman. But she's also 34 years old. You know, she they cast them specifically they, I like that they didn't cast older kids to play younger kids they actually cast them according to their ages so if this came out 25 years ago they were roughly with some fast math 8 7 or 8 years old well they didn't have that big of a part so you could get babies to do it because mm-hmm. 2 weeks that shit was shot yeah, their, their parts were shot pretty quick. Yeah, they're sure. they're shot pretty. So you might as well get kids of age because it's not a whole movie. You only got to do two weeks max of these kids. Yeah. So I only have. I got a fun fact. Five more people to talk about. We're not. I'm not getting into all the other people. There's oh, so no. many people in this oh, yeah. movie that we can't talk about all of them i mean if we talk about the principal we got to talk about the drill sergeant that we oh talk, no i didn't talk about know, any of these people we got to talk about you know all I, these people people and with real so names we talk about the people that are very crucial to the movie okay can i give you a fun fact yes because i'm very excited about to, to talk about my next character okay so let me give you a fun fact fourth house the house that Forrest grew up the in. house that Forrest built the house that Forrest. <laughs> A forest, a gump built. Well, grandpa's grandpa's grandpa. It is the same house that is used in the Patriot. I thought that it was. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I noticed very specifically I that you knew. single vanishing point line down yeah. the road, looking at the house yeah. with all those trees coming down. I knew that I recognized it mm-hmm. from that movie. It's the same place, and yeah. it's, that's one of my faves. So yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh shit. So yeah, the so pages. That's the, the ant's house. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so everything is pretty much the same. They just changed some of the like 
things to make it look more old, more older. Well, than like it was. Forrest says in the movie that this house has been in her family for like since a thousand her grandpa's years. grandpa's grandpa. Or a thousand you know, years. It something. looks like a fucking plantation. Yeah. So, so it my probably mama, was at some point in time. My mama said, "Mama decided to let those rooms out." And that's how we got money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mama was a real smart lady. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I fucking love. Do you want to know? sleep on Sally Field. Do you want another fun fact? Give me a fun fact. There is no Greenbow, Alabama. There's no Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> it's fake. I, I like how you say it, though. You like gotta say Forrest it like a... when he's like getting strong with mm-hmm. homeboy. You know what I think. <laughs> you should go home to Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> well, there is no real Greenbow, Alabama, so he can't go home. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about this, man? Who are we talking? We're talking about Mr. McKelty Williamson. A.K.A. Benjamin Buford Blue. People call me Bubba. Just like one of them old redneck boys. Can you believe that? Like one of them rednecks. Oh, red rednecks. Yes. So he plays Bubba, and he did a fucking fantastic job. Yep. He is probably my favorite character in this entire movie. I love him. He is so good and your heart goes out to him and he's got such a uh gentle persona about Mm -hmm. him you know and he just like he kind of sees the good in everything that's why him and Forrest are such good friends they are very good friends absolutely it's because they are kind of the same as in like very simple Mm -hmm. and happy i like their uh same encounter as when Forrest meets Jenny when he's a child. You can sit here if you yeah, want. Yeah, it's the same scenario. Whether you're some of those things when you're a kid still you're stick with you when mm-hmm. you're an adult. And he's mm-hmm. walking through the bus and he's trying to find somewhere to sit down. And these punk motherfuckers are like seats taken. I do like it's he's like, like I thought I made a big mistake yeah. at first. Which I mean, yeah, I was they, already they totally that. took advantage of him. Yeah. He graduates from college like, "Congratulations, son. Have you given any thought to your future?" They do that. No, that's real though. Recruiters? I remember oh, I remember graduating yeah. from high school and getting phone calls. Dude, got constantly hit up by military guys. No. Not only that, I had the freaking military haircut already back then like you had the spiked hair that kind of got pushed down and then it was all faded up that was my haircut from like 99 through like 2005 or so 2000 maybe even further i, don't I need know. pictures they're out there asap someone got a picture of this fool looking I like this promise you they're out there smashly you seen this <laughs> i want to know what this fool looked like and what are you uh, let's say 2004. I want a 2004 picture of Jason. Jesus. So, shit, I didn't even have my tooth fixed yet. <laughs> I smiled like this. I still want to see the, I want to see the pictures. Well, by the time I met Ashley, I had grown it out and Good. did my I mean, comb over. And I'm glad because you have some of the most perfect fucking hair. I got that Jimmy Stewart look <laughs> going down. He does. What's happening? <laughs> I tried to mess his hair up for a shoot and it it still looked good. I remember that <laughs> fucking day. You tried to mess it up. Linda uh, Wong, our production we assistant, like, she's like, seriously, on. your hair's still perfect. Perfect. You can't fuck it up. So fuck you and your perfect hair, bitch. <laughs> okay. McKelty Williamson. So uh, are you aware of who they auditioned for this role? Oh, my God. Do you want me to pull out the fun fact for you? Throw out that fun it. fact. 
Because mm-hmm. I saw that show, I was like, oh, yeah, they definitely made the right choice, first and foremost. Bubba. Uh-huh. The actors that were asked to play this role, for this considered role. for to play for this role, uh-huh. David Allen Greer, who I could say that I could see. I could kind of see David Allen Greer I could in see this that. role. Uh, and I think that would have catapulted his career to him being more of a Furthermore, series. yeah. Because mm-hmm. people already knew who David Allen Greer yeah, was. Yeah, he was in, in Living Color at this time. Mm-hmm. So he was Hated being, it. <laughs> hated it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I always have what I guess I have it. <laughs> I was like I always wanted my own movie like critic show, <laughs> just like them. Hey, right here. Except we don't we don't critique. We, we celebrate. celebrate. We, we celebrate. celebrate. We love all of these movies. We do. Okay, so we had David Allen Greer. Mm-hmm. We had Ice Cube. Yes, we did. Which he turned it down, right? He turned it down. Yeah. And we had Dave Chappelle. And we had Dave Chappelle. Which also Dave Chappelle was a. Oh, he turned it down as well. Also turned it down. I'm kind of glad that they did. To be honest with you, um, I see them in this I don't role, think, and it's not the same. I don't think Dave Chappelle has had the chops for it then. Mm-hmm. I think he could probably pull it off now. I agree, one hundred percent. But at that point, he was so like Def Comedy Jam and stuff like that. So people, yeah. you know, they didn't. But Cube, he said that he refused the mm-hmm. role because he didn't want to play an idiot. Yeah, he didn't like the character. Yeah. And Chappelle, Which I can understand to a degree, but at the same time, you're Ice Cube. People know who you are. Yeah. People know that you're a very intelligent yeah. person, uh, and this is a character. This is a chance for you to show another side of yourself. But in '94, he was still a rapper. Yeah, like you know, there's generations of kids. There's a generation of kids now who when did Boys in the Hood come out? I'm gonna say like '92, but he was still a rapper. Sure. I mean, Friday hadn't even came out yet. That's true. So he was still a rapper. That's what he was known for. He mm-hmm. was known for being hard. Now, like I said, if he was offered the role now, he probably would have tried for it because might have taken it. He realized that there's more than me and some like hood nigga. I think McKelty Williamson would have beat him out for it on yeah. acting ability. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying that he would yeah. get it. I would think yeah. that he would have. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that Ice Cube turned it down as well as Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle. Because I don't think that they would have fit in this role as well. Not to say that Dave Chappelle isn't an amazing actor nowadays. Ice Cube is a good actor. He's very natural. But he always plays himself. Yes. I've only seen him play one character. And that was in like uh, that lottery pick movie or whatever (laughs) when he's playing an old man. And even then, I still see Ice Cube. Okay. Well, Dave Chappelle, he thought that this movie would bomb. Mm -hmm. And then he went on to deeply regret not taking this role. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. Can I give you somebody else who wanted this role, auditioned for this role? And wanted it? Yep. Yeah. Tupac. Really? How would you feel on that one? Interesting. Because he would have took it seriously. He would have taken it very seriously. Mm-hmm. My man went to art school. He we went talked to about it with school. Jada. Yeah. So I think that he could have done a good job. It would have been a different kind it of... It would have been a different kind of character, but I think that he would have done a good job. Yeah. Out of all the people who were going out for him, he's probably the one I would be like, mm, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. David Allen Greer could have done a good job. He could job. have done it because I think I he's think a good I think Tupac actor. could have done a better job uh, mm-hmm. because I haven't seen too many films where David Allen Greer does that's drama. A, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, you never know because comedians are very good at drama. Look at Robin Williams. Look at uh, Michael Keegan Key. He started in drama. That's because He just found his niche in comedy. People who don't know acting... 
it is harder to do comedy. It is than harder it is to do comedy. To do drama. I am so, afraid to do comedy. Comedy to me, it just feels so. I mean, if you have good timing mm -hmm. and you know you can do the yes and and roll off of an improv and stuff, it is. I love it. I think that mm -hmm. comedy would be more of what movies I would go towards because you know they're funny. They're sure. for kind of forever, and if you have good timing and a good director that allows you to. Do the script, and then now you guys do one for you, mm -hmm. and we'll see which one is the best. Well, my dude, McKelty, states that he kind of had a difficult time after this movie because, yeah, as you I know, they this. put prosthetics in his mouth to protrude his gums outwards. And He's not like, too many people knew about him before Forrest Gump. Yeah, and he did such really a good anything. job in the movie that people thought that that was really how he was. You better tuck that lip in for Get it caught in a tripwire. <laughs> I was born with big gums, so. I mean, he did have a big banger prior to this movie. Which one? Free Willy. Yes, he did. He plays yes, the, he did. the child. He plays uh, the, uh, isn't he a detective? Or he works at uh, Child Services. Yeah, I think he plays at yeah. Child Services. Like, uh, he's his, what is it called? It's not a P.O. It's like a. I'm faded right now. Okay. Um, are you really? A well, little bit. Damn. A little bit. I think it's the milk and shit. The yeah. Baileys. So he did do Free Willy before this. He did uh, Con Air mm -hmm. a few years after this. But it took a few years for the you casting directors did. and directors to realize that, that he wasn't really like Bubba. He, he didn't did Waiting that. to Exhale right after this. He did. He was more of like you a sex raggedy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you better be more careful who you pick up in liquor stores next time. <laughs> he was in Heat in 95. Yes, he was. He was a free willy. So very, very small part. In yeah. Him. Very small part. But yeah. yeah. I liked him in Waiting to Exhale. And like he gets to Con play Air. different characters. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I, he my heart went Buffalo. out to him in Con Air. Yeah. He was in Buffalo Soldiers TV movie. Uh -huh. You remember that one with Danny Glover? Uh, no. Pretty good. I don't know. He was in uh, Three Kings. We just talked about that one. What he must have played a soldier or something yeah. like that, because the main three is uh, Clooney, Cube, and Wahlberg. But uh, most rec more recently, he did uh, Fences and The Purge. Oh, Those are, like, oh yeah, the ones he's done Fences in recent memory. was probably it's up there with him being Bubba because he was. Did he do another... that good of a job? Did you not see it? I haven't seen it. Oh, he plays. He plays like. A... I know that Denzel and Denzel's... Viola did it on Broadway yeah, like I wish 200 I fucking I times wish I before it. they did the movie. Well, um, they killed it, but he plays Denzel's brother. Okay. The one who, have you, you, do you know the story? I'm familiar with the story. He's the brother who has the trumpet. He's the mentally gotcha. disabled brother who kind of walks around the, the town. Dude. And, and, yeah, I, I would he love does to such, play then, those type of characters. Characters yeah. with an impediment of some yeah. sort, like Bubba. And his character makes you like tear up. You're like, oh. okay. Oh my God. Do you know what else that he was, he played in a movie with my boo boo? What's that? He played Don King and Ali. Did he? When that they do the rumble him. in the jungle. Yep, that's right. When they do the rumble in the jungle, and he's <laughs> like. Yeah, he talks to Will Smith, my black brother. I need you. <laughs> I need your strength. And he's like, uh, yeah. get out of here, Don King. Yeah, and motherfucker, shiesty motherfucker. I mean, when I when I saw that movie, I'm like, dang, how you come to Don King like that? It wasn't until 
this fool is sitting here wearing a Mer- Make America Great hat again and promoting fucking Trump and shit. That is I was he like, really? Yeah, I was like, Don King, you dumbass motherfucker. You go with anything with money. I mean, Don <laughs> King is a, He's a money shysty yes. motherfucker. I, always knew he was, know, I thought he, he was just like a shysty businessman, but I didn't think he was like a dumbass no, dumbass. No, 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 no. Yeah. He is all about that he gone. money. That's he gone. all he cares yeah. about. He wants, he's on the Trump, Trump dick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, he's on I don't the money train. With him. That's all it's ever about is money. Yes. I can't believe you didn't know that about Don King. No, I knew he was shifty. Since but the Tyson years. I No, I knew that. Uh-huh. But it's like one thing to be like a shifty, like, manager, businessman. Uh-huh. It's another thing to blatantly be a dumbass who votes and represents for mm-hmm. Voldemort. <laughs> 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 ready to talk I about forgot this. that's what you called him. <laughs> he was in Black Dynamite, which you haven't seen. I have not. But I know we got to do it. We I just do it. saw Black Dynamite, like the Adult Swim cartoon of it that I think you would fucking love. And that's where I heard the, another crackhead was like, Black Dynamite, let me get $2. And he just kept trying to get $2. No shit. $2. Two $2, everyone. Yeah. I almost want to go back to Jungle Fever and see if Holly Berry says two or three dollars. I'm gonna, we gotta find out. I think she says three, but that's that's a different situation. She's he, giving up that ass for three dollars. Yeah. He was in a uh, cost extra <laughs> in a season of Twenty Four, which I don't think you watched Twenty Four. Uh, I didn't watch it, but I am aware of it. Yeah, well, he was in Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, he did like seventeen episodes. Dang. So yeah, he was in. Season He's got of, that look. He's got mm, that detective look. Tell me, you played a detective? If I was not mistaken, he is like the he, he ends up being like the head of CTU. Okay. He was like, he came in new and was like, who is this Jack Bauer? You know, he doesn't run the show. And then eventually you're like, Jack Bauer, whatever you need, I'm fucking going to give you to save the world. He did a couple of episodes of Nashville that I didn't even know they had black people in Nashville. <laughs> but yeah, he, if you haven't seen him on Fences, please watch that one, dude. He does, he, I mean, not, it's, the whole cast is nowadays, fucking amazing. I get to watch like, Two movies a week besides whatever movie we're doing on the podcast. Okay, so if we're doing Tony month, <gasps> is it only musicals? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Or it it can't be a, a play? Because Fences is... It can is be a, a play. Fences is a play. Yeah, That's what absolutely. I'm saying. You can get it nominated have to be for dream. a Tony for a play. It doesn't have to be Dream Girl. I do think that we should just have a musical month because we haven't done any. For We've sure. We've only done one musical. Which movie? Musical. Mary Poppins. We did do Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it could be a play though because you can get nominated for a Tony yeah, as well. This is, I got you. Like, I was a teacher when I was in high school. My theater teacher was like, Read this. I do, I do appreciate her at the time. I thought she was just kind of being racist, but she was just like, If you're going to be in theater, you should know where you come from, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you can't, Fences. You can't know where you're going to, you know, where yeah. you've been type of situation. Like, she made me read Fences, like, just me, not like the class. Like, oh, made me read Fences, okay. made me read... So she wants you to understand your casting. Mm-hmm. The uh, the four color girls who... Oh, I can't Tyler remember. Perry's movie that he uh, adapted? Yeah. Wait, gotcha. four color girls when the rainbow isn't enough. I believe that's... A, it's a long-ass title. Something like that. Interesting. But yeah, she made me read a bunch of those things. Um, which at first I was like, she just racist bitch. She made me, but now looking back on it, I'm like, thank you, 
Because I wouldn't have read it otherwise. You know, I would have mm. to like seek it out. Okay. Gary Sinise is who we're going to talk about next. AKA Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. That's <laughs> so funny. You hadn't heard me say that last week. <laughs> oh, I know. I you listened straight, to that episode. You straight and up I died. broke character. <laughs> I was like, stop. Stop. What you gonna ready. do this week? We haven't rehearsed our scene. We haven't, for this but week. It, Forrest Gump has such a signature voice he that's does. also funny. And I can't do it. I'm gonna be honest. I can't do his <laughs> voice. I do the best I can. It's not great. My dad does it and he shouldn't all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I was afraid of telling Mrs. him. Mr. Bracey, don't let her tell you that. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him this and he's like sitting out in the backyard listening to you're right, Jason. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to her. Coons. Like, I can't say coons, raccoons, anything of that, because they'd be like, coons? Coons. Well, raccoons trying to get on our back porch. Mama just chasing them off with a broom. So what you're saying is your dad likes the movie. He loves this fucking movie. <laughs> and maybe that's why I love it so much, because I do remember being as a kid, him going, how does Lieutenant Dan have no legs? And then I remember being in college and him being like, how does Lieutenant Dan don't have any legs? And I was he like, never, well... He never looked it up? No, well, I I gave him the best explanation that it was pretty much true. I was like, he has green screen socks on. Ultra key. Yeah, they just, you know... Ultra key, color key, <laughs> chroma key. Yeah. That's basically the, the application that they yeah. use to blend out the green screen yeah. and blend in the background. So basically yeah. what they do is it's... It's kind of like what they used to do because what they used to do is they used to take film and they would sandwich them on top of each other. Is that how they do it when they have like cartoon and then like like in Mary Poppins? Yes. Okay. That's basically what they do when they do film or when it was actual film. It was 70 millimeter, 35 millimeter film. Nowadays, they do it in Adobe Premiere Pro yeah. where you have layers. So you put your main photo, the one that you want to see on top, and then you put your background photo on the bottom. So they would have Lieutenant Dan on the layer on top, and then they would have, so that's the green screen mm -hmm. photo or the video, right. and then down below would be the video of the background. Okay. And so what they would do is from there, they would add a application called either ultra key or chroma key or where they take out color the key where they take out the color green and or the background phases in and mm -hmm. you feather it in and out to suit what you want to do i just did that shit with the project that we're working on <laughs> anyway, anyway anyway gary sinise plays lieutenant dan he has such a great role in this movie he has the biggest character arc he is the most military-minded obviously but he has a goal and it's like his life has gone wrong he always expected to die in battle but that's because gum fucked him over i mean he, he didn't fuck knew, him over he, he saved knew, his he did life save his life but he was ready to die there that he, he was ready he entered the army knowing like, yeah, this war, yeah. I'm about to fucking die. He dog. felt like he had a purpose, he had purpose. And his purpose was to die in the field. Except but living and being a fucking billionaire sounds way better. Yes. <laughs> Not only that, he didn't carry on his lineage before yeah. he went to the military. That's true. He didn't have a ended. child before. The whole uh, Everybody else Taylor had a baby. family had a baby before they went 
off to war. That's Therefore, true. his That's lineage true. would have ended right then and there. Not only that, there's more to live for than just war. Yeah, and I agree. Even though they didn't, and then he got to walk again. He got to walk again. He got married. And Lieutenant Dan, I mean, Forrest Gump absolutely empathizes with him, even when they're in the hospital. And he's like, do you know what it's like not to be able to use your legs? Forrest goes, Gump absolutely knows. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have to wear I fucking do. braces for like ever. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? And to be made fun of and to feel less than. Yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know to the point where so, I'll never get my legs back, but I yeah. do know what it's like. This story arc absolutely tests yeah. the character of Lieutenant Dan Taylor. And eventually he rises mm-hmm. to the occasion. He rises to the cast. He goes off and, you know, goes through his depression, goes through his anger. He fucking you takes watch him do it. on. <laughs> you watch him go through. He takes like, on these... God himself. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. It's time for a showdown. You and me. He's... I'm right here. And he flips off God. He's like, ah. And Forrest is like, I was uh, kind of I I was scared. scared. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, he was mad. He was mad. <laughs> Because, you know, he, he has a problem with having to deal with not. He's always ready to die. Yeah. He's not scared of death yeah. in the least bit. Yeah. He is a great character. He's a he wonderful, done wonderful by character. a great actor. Mm-hmm. Gary Sinise is amazing. What was I, the first thing you saw him in? This, probably. Really? Then by high school, I had seen um, Of Mice and Men. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. So, I mean, by the time... I mean, that's another I chose play... Him. I chose his character in acting class before. When of, he, of Mice and Men? Of Mice and mm-hmm. Men. He's got to do what he has to do at the end of, of Mice and Men and say bye to Lenny. Well, he's also done three movies with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. This one. Yes. Apollo 13. Yes, which I absolutely love. Which we will and totally when do we do that movie, when we do Apollo 13, guess who's going to be our guest? Smashly! Oh, that would be so good. She could tell us how they did all the space shit. Uh-huh. I just volunteered her right yep. now. And the Green Mile. The Green so Mile. So they have worked Absolutely. together. But um, he also was in Ransom. With Mel Gibson? Yes. Mm. Oh, my God. I mean, I kind of don't want to ruin it, but yeah. yeah, he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. He does I, the- I've seen that one like once. Mel Gibson's like my money or something else. It's one like, of my fa- it's one of my favorites of Mel Gibson, definitely. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to. Oh, and it had what's his face from Crooklyn in it, the dad from Crooklyn. Oh, okay. He plays like the my lead. De- dude. He plays the lead detective of He's trying always, to get. He always plays a cop. He yeah, plays a good cop. He does play. He was a great cop, uh-huh. and he was just like, I just want to get your fucking kid back, man. Like that's all I want. Yeah. So he's in that. But, um. Yeah, he does so many good things, but he's done a lot of the CIS. He does have New York, is that a it? A lot of CIS credits. Or whatever, whatever. It's New York, I think. Yeah, New York. As much as I love Bubba mm-hmm. and McKelty Williamson's character, I love Gary Sinise's character almost just as much, but for completely different reasons. Well, yeah, because he is the opposite of Forrest. Except for being, he's not racist, but he's, he's not racist. He's but just he's got so much. He's conflict a realist and so much hate, and it takes so much yeah. for him to turn around. And like Forrest says, he finally makes his peace with God. Yeah, and eventually he is happy again. 
I mean, he didn't he even finds say thank his you. Fiance Susan. Yeah. He says thank you, but he doesn't say thank you. But he, at the same time, he can't bring himself to say the words. Yeah. He's that type of character. But let's move on. To wait, I have a fun fact about him before we move on. All right. When Lieutenant Diane is being pushed across the street by Forrest mm-hmm. when they're in New York, the song "Everybody's Talking," everybody's talking about me. I love that song. I don't get a word to say by uh, Harry Nelson and Lieutenant Dan. He goes to the camp. I'm walking here, mm-hmm. right? Hey, hey, hey! Are you I'm walking here. Ah, get out! Oh, that's right. no, no. That cowboy. Oh my god, Of course you. I know. You're kidding yes. me? That improv line of that cab that really almost hit fucking yeah. uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, and that's the only thing that he could say as still in character. Dustin in. Hoffman wanted to say, We're filming here, but he was stayed in character and it's like, Hey, hey, hey! I'm walking here! And it stayed in That's all right, don't worry about it. You know, that ain't a bad way to pick up insurance. I was uh, made to watch that in school and college mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god this is such a good movie so if anyone doesn't know fucking the rats midnight uh midnight cowboy from 1969 mm-hmm. it's a great movie that pretty much put dustin hoffman and john voight on the map mm-hmm. as being like real hardcore actors like absolutely like they're not just some pretty faces they're like oh my god you guys do some real shit and i believe that That's it was true i, I mean, believe it wasn't it nominated I'm sure it I'm was pretty nominated. sure it was Absolutely. nominated. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that's what Dustin I Dustin Hoffman did The Graduate before this, uh, which was an amazing movie. And that yeah, was his very first movie, but it's not the same. It's, it's not the same. It's not as much Midnight character Ca- chops. Yeah, Midnight Cowboy is gritty as fuck. It like, was a character movie for sure. Mm-hmm. And these are the movies that allowed him to do other movies yes. like Tootsie. Yeah. Like, um, I like Tootsie. Oh, what is the what is the name of that movie? Something versus something. Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. Which is also good with. Uh, you know her name. I do. You know her she name. She's the most nominated bitch <laughs> in the whole fucking world. Come on, throw it out there. It's so hard to think when you're drunk. It is. Wait, <laughs> stop! Stop talking to me. My lips are sealed. That's fucked up. Say it. I'm not gonna say it. Say it. I'm not gonna say it. Go ahead, babe. What's her name? What? See, she's not even listening. She's not it. even listening. Fuck that shit. Say it. I don't know it. What? <laughs> I can't think of it right now either. Kramer versus Kramer. She don't know. Oh my god. It's she is one of the most celebrated actresses of all time, but when you're drunk, you can't think of people's names. Yeah, so please don't think that we don't know who the fuck people are because What'd you say, babe? Meryl Streep. Yes, Meryl Streep. <laughs> I'm editing. Please have a blackout. Don't edit it. No, Don't I'm edit. editing all Leave this it fucking in. shit out. We're drunk and we can't think of people's Fuck. names. Not not people. Fucking Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is amazing, but you can't think of her She's name when you're drinking. She's not a person. She's fucking Meryl Streep. Look at this. It's pra- God damn it. It's empty. The only thing in here is chocolate. I know. You, you can't expect us to think straight <laughs> when we're drunk. <laughs> all right. Well. Watch this. Okay, tell me the name of the lead character in um, Bad Boys 3. Well, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy. Okay, tell me the lead character in Avengers Headgame. Endgame? Yes. See how long it's Robert taking? Robert There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Only because we were talking about it. Koye? Koye. 
Okay. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's a little fun fact about Diane. <laughs> um, do you want to hear another fun fact? Give me a fun fact. The helmet that they pick up on Jenny One, the boat. You know, Jenny! They, yes, they we do got it. And it's all. 12 Jennies. Yeah, where it's just like a toilet seat in a helmet. Mm -hmm. That helmet is Forrest Gump's helmet from Vietnam that he lost. Wait, what? That's what it's supposed to be. No shit. That's what IMDb said. That's really cool. Yep. I like that a lot. Um, let's see. Every picture taken of Forrest has him with his eyes closed. He's like, <laughs> I love that. I think it's the cutest. Well, let's talk about Sally Field because we're not going to make it to Bubblegum Shrimp if we don't hurry. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Sally Field. Sally love Field. Love that bitch. Plays Mrs. Gump. And she is. Is there a Mr. Gump? Is there a Mrs. Gump? Gump? Ms. Gump, and he, she knows what he wants. I know. I she was also going to talk about he that. He's on vacation. He's on vacation. The things women have to do to get by, to bring your kids up, to let them go to regular motherfucking school. Hey, and we talked about this earlier. You... Sally Field put it on his ass. She did. Had him going full retarded, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Your mama sure cares about your schooling, boy. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. I know he's <laughs> You don't say much, do you? <laughs> and he walks away. He's like, this fucking kid was hearing the whole thing. Yeah, of course well, he was. You were making all that noise. Be quiet, man. You're out in the field. All he hears other than you is crickets. So this wonderful woman <laughs> wonderful. started in 1970 as the Flying Nun. Before that. What was she before? Gidget. Oh, she was she Gidget was before Gidget that. for... In 1965. Dude. Mm -hmm. This woman basically raised my mother to a certain degree because my mom absolutely loved Gidget. The Aww. same way that you and I learned our life lessons from Boy Meets World and Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel-Air yep. and <laughs> Saved by the Bell and Family Matters. My mom learned her life lessons from Gidget. Gidget. Yeah. Absolutely. She loves Sally Field Aww. and I love Sally Field. My dad... Sorry, Daddy, I'm going to put you on B. <laughs> he can't stand her. What? But that's only because she is so amazing in Mrs. Doubtfire that it pisses him off to his core. I 100% understand that. He can't look past that. I understand that. I'm like, that Dad, it's fucking Sally Field. It's Sally You're going to stop her on one fucking movie? I mean, she played... It is the, a big movie. And she, she did a great job. When care, when actors do such a great job that you hate them in the movie... Yeah, she killed you know, it. You feel like Jada Pinkett in A Low Down Dirty Shame when yeah. she knocks out Homeboy. He's like, you motherfucker. Yep. Because she is so into her soaps mm -hmm. that she believes that this actor is really oh, that that's character right. she's like and that's she what straight you knocks get. his ass out because you're cheating on my favorite character in the movie he's like bitch i was written in i didn't <laughs> i don't i didn't even sleep with her yeah i felt that way about certain characters but i understand that it's acting i feel like after she did these uh shows that we were talking about uh -huh. she really got like noticed for her chops in sybil did you ever see that? Mm, yeah. It's a TV miniseries where she plays a real life person named Sybil who has multiple personalities. Yes, she does. And I think that kind of like catapulted her into being like, oh, this bitch has really, she could be better than like a cutie pie. But she still did like, you know, fun movies like Smoking the Bandit in mm -hmm. 1977. Yes, she did. And, you know, 
we just got to know her. But if you're a millennial like us, Mrs. Doubtfire is what the fuck we fucking know her from. Mrs. Doubtfire is what you'd know her from if anybody watched Lincoln or The Still Amazing Spider-Man. What about Still Magnolias? I mean, yes, of course Still Magnolias, but like millennials I mean, might so, not see that that's one. That's true. The most notably thing that people would notice her from would be Lincoln or The Amazing Spider-Man. You, I like when they actually did Dolphin. the Oscars that year and uh, her and I think it was James Corden mm-hmm. or it might have been uh, Jimmy Fallon that hosted that year. But they even talk about it before the Oscars are uh, announced. She's like, fuck, Jennifer Lawrence is going to win. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> they seen... They do a little sketch be- all because of it. Have you ever seen Soap Dish? No. I don't know what that is. I believe it's on Netflix. I feel like you need to watch it because Sally Field plays like the Susan Lucci of this big soap. Okay. And she had a true love or like a famous true love, uh, Kevin Klein. I got you. There's a number of movies like that. I believe it's on Netflix. I feel like in every generation there's a movie like that where you see these actors before they become... Yeah. Great, amazing yeah. actors. And then, you know, a little couple years down the line, she does Mrs. Doubtfire, and then mm. she does Forrest Gump. Um, what's another millennial shit that she would probably There's not too many. Oh, Where the Heart Is. You remember that? I do know that movie. She plays Natalie Portman's mom. She mm-hmm. was like a shitty-ass mom. She had the Walmart baby, right? Is that the Walmart baby one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She but... was in Legally Blonde too. She's... All over the motherfucking rap. If yes, you don't know is. who this bitch is, like you said, the amazing Spider-Man and Lincoln. She's just awesome. Sally Field, we love you. Love you. There's a movie called it. Hello, My Name is Doris that came out in 2015. I haven't seen it, but it the trailer looks so fucking cute. Oh my. She's just so cute. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I love Sally Field. It's time to talk about our main characters. Let me give you some fun facts before we get on to them. All right, throw it out there. Hmm. Let's see. Pause. Okay. When we gotta hurry. I know. Okay. So when Lieutenant Dan meets Forrest and Bubba for the first time, he says, Oh, you're the FMGs, meaning fucking new guys. That's what it really that's what it means. Yep. I did not know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's funny. Um, here's another fun fact. In 1982, there was a real-life 16-year-old kid in 1982 named Louis Fig- Figures, and he ran from New Jersey to San Francisco, and this inspired the Shit. part of, of Forrest Gump running from coast to coast. How many? And the guy... That's close to 3,000 miles. Yeah. And the guy says, um, he inspired the line, I just put one foot in front of the other... And it goes, and when I get tired, I sleep, and when I get hungry, I eat, and when I have to go to the bathroom, I go, and that is the line that inspired Forrest Gump's line. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Listen, you got any, you want any more fun facts, or you want to get in? I mean, do you have any fun facts about Miss Robin Wright? Yeah, I sure <laughs> do. Okay, so it took 24 hours to shoot. The nude club scene where she's singing the Bob Dylan song. Why? I have no clue. It just said it took 24. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It would take 24 hours to shoot one scene. 24 hours. Maybe because of getting the plays, you know, her being nude, getting right angles and lights. I don't know. 
It took 24 hours to shoot that club scene. I don't know why. There's got to be something about it because that scene should not take that long. It should take at the most seven, eight hours. I was going to say eight hours. <laughs> okay, well, You can Robin, knock that out because it's all night anyway. Yeah. You Robin shoot that white. from 9 p.m. or 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. Yeah. Robin Wright was, she was sick with a cold during the scene. So that oh, might also added thing. some time on this. Okay. But she still got her ass together to perform the scene half naked because mm -hmm. she was like, I'm not about to miss that chick. Mm -hmm. And she got it together. So good for her. If you watch that scene, she is very ill while she's doing thing. it. Coughing off stage. <clears throat> I doubt that was her singing at that time. But, I don't yeah. know, maybe. maybe. I mean, she hasn't done uh, any any musicals that I can tell. <laughs> so Robin Wright plays Jenny, as uh, if you haven't noticed. Uh, first thing that I saw her in was a Princess Bride. I was going to say, man, she, Princess Bride, as Princess you wish. Princess Bride. And you know what? Oh, I, I love that movie. I didn't realize that they were the same person. No? For a long-ass motherfucking time. <laughs> Long ass time. Okay. But yes, she's in one of my favorite movies, Princess Pride, mm -hmm. which I've seen in the park before. Which I just... You watched it in like outdoor movie screening yeah, style? That's so nice. Fun. That's one of those movies that you do want to see. Yeah. Like that. Mm -hmm. So Robert Zemeckis used her again in Beowulf. He sure did uh, for her voice. Apparent... She plays the queen, right? She does play the queen, mm -hmm. yes. Um, I don't know what's going on with Wonder Woman. But she has Ooh, a that's right. pivotal was, role in that. Well, yeah, she plays like the the leader or her mom. Is it her mom? She plays her is mom. Is that who it is? She plays her mom or okay. she plays the leader of the... Or her aunt or something like that. Yeah, of the... Yes. So she plays Antiope. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what the character was. Yeah. But yes, and she Wonder Woman, she's in that, in that. And she is going to be in Wonder Woman 1984 also. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see what she does with she that. Because she still looks good. She, she still looks in great. 1992 Toys with Robin Williams. You yeah. Weird ass movie. That happened prior to Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Oh, White Ole Oleander, 2002. I remember that. It was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's she is quietly always in something. Yeah. I'm losing my damn voice. Me? I feel like I am too. Um, she was in New York, I Love You, which I didn't what see. What role did she play in that? I've I seen know. that one. I don't know. There's a lot of people in that movie. I can't tell you. I never That's saw That's true. It. There was a lot. Anna, I don't. I that's don't. Robin Wright Penn's segment, Avon Alta. She was I don't also, know which part that is because there's so many little vignettes. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. It's a culmination of vignettes in that movie. I'm you know, not I don't sure feel, you know how I feel about rom coms, so I didn't watch that one. It's not but, really a rom com. Um, she did a voice in The Christmas Carol, also Robert Zemeckis. Also Robert Zemeckis. Uh, she's done a lot of things. She was nah. in Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Yup. She obviously was in, oh, the Justice League. Oh, because of... Because of her Wonder role Woman. as Antiope. And if you don't know who this bitch is today and you haven't seen any of those, you probably saw House of Cards. Yes. And she plays the badass bitch in that. Well, Robin Wright, we love you. Yes. You did an incredible job as Jenny. Yes. And keep doing you. I can't wait to see Wonder Woman 1984. Mm. It's going to be such a great movie. Do you want to know who auditioned for her role? Yes. Jodie Foster. Mm. 
Nicole Kidman. Okay. And Demi Moore. And they all turned it down. Really? Yep. Why? Who would you want out of those? Robin Wright. <laughs> no, out of the three that I just named. Out of the three that you Probably just Jody named? Probably Jodie Foster. Yes and no. I don't know why, but I'm leaning towards Nicole Kidman, mostly because I don't think that Jodie Foster's voice suits the part. I understand that, but Nicole Kidman's voice is always like that. That's true. And I just can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And Demi Moore, maybe Demi Moore. She could be a free spirit hippie. I could see yeah, that. Yeah, I could see Demi Moore. And Demi Moore's that. got that soft, raspy voice, which is very mm-hmm. uh, soothing and very endearing. Uh, but Robin Wright, I think, was great for the role. I yeah. think they were going after a named talent, mm-hmm. same as they were with Ice Cube, to generate more uh, interest in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already have Tom Hanks. People are going to watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, but I think that I'm, like with the role of Bubba, I'm glad that they turned it down. I yeah. think that Robin Wright is a better suit for the role. I'll give you that. And I love when no-name actors absolutely crush a role, and she really, really did. Yeah. You ever been with a girl, Forrest? I sit, I sit next, next to them in my home economics class. class all the time. Say, uh, <laughs> bam! Titty, titty, titty. <laughs> I got a fun, fun fact! About what? About Forrest. About Forrest? Yeah. It is time. I'm going to give you two facts. Okay. Forrest has autism. Okay. Interesting. So next time, people, so, you look out, you watch this movie. Remember, he has that's autism. That's why. Let's see if that helps. He is the way he is. Mm-hmm. So he has autism. Yes. I absolutely love the John Lennon scene, where he's literally doing line by line. Imagine. No possessions. They don't even go. No to religion church. too. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. Well, it's easy if, if you, you try. try. <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie was the first movie to win Best Picture and Best Visual Effects for the oh, Oscars. Okay. To win both of those big ass shit. Which makes me feel like in 1993, Jurassic Park did not win Best Picture. No. But it did win Best Visual Effects. I mean, Effects. it shouldn't have won Best Picture, but. I want to say that was the year. That um, Schindler's List came out, and that's why you might be. And Schindler's List was a good movie. It they made me great, watch it in school. I remember. Um, Don't quote me on that, though. I'm just speaking off of drunken memory. So we were talking about how um, what's his name Wilson, the the author. Oh, I thought you were talking about Castaway. <laughs> Wilson is that his name? Now I gotta look it up because oh, I, I love Wilson. I love Wilson. He's so wise. <laughs> Winston. Winston. I was wrong. Okay. Okay, so Winston, he claimed that he didn't get paid what he was supposed to get paid for this movie. Mm. So also, it is said that the earnings of this movie, Paramount claimed that they were still $62 million out of profit due to the fact that they have to do promotion and distributing. Mm. So it didn't make as much money as one point billion dollars, as we said. And it probably did eventually find all that and get that done because 
I mean, you, you know, can't buy expect to break even right, right away on your opening weekend. Mm-hmm. This is also uh, information from, I believe, 95, 96. Uh-huh. So, so I'm sure they have now are on the profit of level. Of course they're on the profit level. Within... They were on the profit level long before. And I will say this, even though the budget says that it's $55 million, chances are it wasn't actually. People, studios inflate what the actual budget is to generate an audience. That's true. Can I give you another fun fact? Why we This will help us get into Mr. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks. Is that who's next? Yes, it's the only one left. So Tom Hanks, he did this movie for free. Nice. All the more reason to say that they don't lie to me. They did make a profit. He insisted on getting points on the dollar. There you go. And he ultimately ended up making $40 million off this movie. In today's money, that's like $68 million off of this movie. Boom. He was like, you know what? You ain't got to pay me shit. Just give me money for what this... Mm-hmm. He knew this And this movie wasn't going to get made until he signed on. I believe another company, like studio, owned the rights to this movie and then sold it. And then okay. Paramount bought it. Yeah. But they only bought it because Tom, Cru- oh, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks was attached. Yeah. Well, okay, so after one and a half hours of reading the script, mm-hmm. it only took him one hour and 30 minutes sure. to read the script, and Tom Hanks was like, I'm in. Fuck yeah. I am so into this shit. Yeah, absolutely. It's but an, he made, I mean, if Robert Zemeckis is directing, <coughs> shit. Yeah, but he, only, he said, I will only do this if you make this film historically accurate. accurate. So he's like, look, As if you're should. really going to do this, don't be making up shit. I want shit that really happened. Mm-hmm. And so like, hmm, that's another thing. For sure. Tom Hanks, which we will definitely dive into his real and life. And he's a big advocate on history. Like you notice yeah. that he does the voices for all those Netflix uh, documentary specials of the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, yeah. the 90s, the 2000s. Yeah, him you know? and fucking Morgan Freeman. They be getting that like documentary voiceover work. He's America's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman's their grandpa. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, the line, my name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. You can call me Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. That was ablid by Hanks. Mm-hmm. And Robert Zemeckis was like, bitch, I love that shit. Keep it. And so he kept it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom's youngest brother, Jim Hanks, doubled as his body double when they were doing running scenes. Yes, he did. So he was like, hey, let me... Yeah, because there was so much running in there, and Tom Hanks isn't accustomed to all that running. I don't see him as an athlete. Like, not that Tom Tom Hanks can't be an athlete. No. I just don't... I mean, most of his movies, he started in comedy. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, (laughs) Bachelor Party? Yes. Oh, my God, I love that movie I mean, when are we going to do motherfucking big? Big. That's what I'm talking about. Splash, so many... uh, Oh, Splash! Splash was a great one. Uh, what the hell is that? The Money Pit. Oh, Such I know we talked about the Money Pit on here movie. because I fucking love that movie. What is your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump? Yeah. Okay. Forrest Gump. Uh, Lady Killers. I love that fucking one. I love Money Pit. I love The Burbs. The Burbs is probably the Burbs one of my is favorite. a great movie. Big. Big is a great movie. Yeah, he's just done so many like good-ass shit that I can't even... Castaway, obviously. Castaway is amazing. Fucking be killing it on that shit. 
I think this may be one of his best performances. Yeah, that's at what I'm the saying. same time. Some people like it, some people don't. But I love the Da Vinci Code movies. Um, I think that watching Tom Hanks think and solve problems is so immersive. I feel like I should probably watch that again. Yeah, it came out when I was younger, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I didn't give it a chance. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I probably gave it a chance now, I would. I, I think you'd like, like it. it. I think yeah. you would like it. Because I like mysteries and shit like that. Yes. And he, just watching him, like even in this movie, when you see him, when Jenny finally tells Forrest, like, you're his daddy, Forrest, immediately. He, he doesn't say a fucking Forrest word. Too? He doesn't say a single word, but you can see everything that's going on in his mind. Like, oh shit, we did have sex. Uh huh. Oh, I guess we And he's freaked out. Baby. Like, he's terrified. Is he because like he's like, me? I hope he's not like me. Is, is he smart? He's very smart. He's one of the smartest in his class. And he thinks like, immediately he thinks like, oh shit, I fucked up. I did something wrong. But he, he didn't. And he didn't. she has to reassure him. It's like, you didn't do anything wrong. If anyone did shit yeah. wrong, it was her for coming yeah. in there and putting her titties in mm-hmm. his face. What about uh, Woody? Voice of Tor Story. Okay. <laughs> Tell Come me on. you didn't cry in part three. Dude, are you ready for part four? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I love Toy Story. It's coming out this year. Yeah, it's coming out this summer. Mm -hmm. It probably is one of my favorite Disney movies. Definitely my favorite Pixar movie. Really? I love love it. It's between that and Monsters, Inc. on the Pixar. I fucking love Pixar. Okay. But I do have some fun facts on him. What's that? In this movie... With every transition that Forrest makes, mm-hmm. there's one thing that always stays the same. Do you know what it is? No. His haircut? He's always wearing a blue plaid shirt. Really? I did not notice mm-hmm. that. I like that, though. I also have something that I know you've never thought about. You've probably thought about, but you never knew the answer. And now i got the motherfucking answer for you. Hit me with it. So... Oh shit! Where was I? I okay, know. so, did do you know what Forrest says when he's at the veteran rally in Washington? Oh yes, I did read about that though. Okay, but throw it out there for the people. Well, according to Tom Hanks, he says sometimes when people go to Vietnam, they go home to their mamas without any legs, and sometimes they oh they don't go home at all, mm-hmm. and that's a bad thing. And that's Which all I have to say. Thing. That's all I have to say about that. And so that is what he's really saying when the mic goes out. When the mic goes out. And they're trying to get all that shit together. That's one of the things that he's really saying. Yes. Which I thought was super cool because I always wondered, like, what the fuck is he saying? Because yeah. like, he's saying, because the guy's like, he's that's speaking beautiful. truth. Yeah. He's absolutely this? speaking truth. One last movie that I will mention that I absolutely love of his is Saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Ray? I thought you were going to say Saving Private Ryan. Well, Saving Private Ryan, of course. Yeah. You know, Spielberg is amazing. But I love Saving Mr. Banks because I think he does a great job as Walt Disney. He does. And I wish they would do a movie just on Walt Disney with him in it. That would be nice. Do you know who passed on this big-ass role of being Forrest? Who? Bill Murray. Bill Murray Selective. John Travolta and Chevy Chase. (laughs) 
ooh, we got smashed in a giggle. Babe. <laughs> and they all say that it was a mistake for them to pass it up. I think but Bill Murray would have done a good job. Out of all of them, Bill Murray is I whoever can't picked see him. John Travolta or Chevy Chase in this role. I'm out. To be honest with you, I think I might be out. Good, because we got to go. <laughs> but before I go, you're really going to like this fun fact. Lay it on me. Bubba Gump's restaurant yes is now in 33 locations around the world in US, Japan, China, Mexico, Maui, Philippines, and Hollywood, which is where we got to Indonesia, get to uh UK, they everywhere. They everywhere. And we about to get our Bubba Gump on, which I've never been to, so I'm kind of excited. Well, we're not we good? What's that with it? No, we're not. We gotta go. Oh, shit. Okay, gotta we gotta go. Hour. Gotta go. Gotta right. go. Um, not even that. We gotta get. That. And that's it. And <laughs> I don't have any more fun facts. So you know what time it is. I know what time it is. Whew. Okay, it's time for Z for the people. Uh, okay. I almost think that you follow my lips when you're doing that now. Because <laughs> okay. I close my eyes, I can't see. <laughs> okay, so the Z for the people. This one's a really good one. All right. Due to the love that people have for Lieutenant Dan mm. and his character, Gary Sinise, Sinise. Sinise formed a foundation for war veterans who was injured in battle. In battle. Ooh, feeling good. Um, so this foundation helps with veterans, first responders, and their families. And it helps educate entertain, inspire, and strengthen and build the community that these people have to live in. So veterans who have lost arms, legs, limbs, or have PTSD, they help them out. They help out families who might have lost someone at war or have someone who was injured that they can't continue on. Um, They put on big barbecues and festivals, and he really shows up to these places. And he really gives positivity and thanks to our veterans who come out here and give their lives for us to be free. Even though we have Voldemort in the office, we're still free. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was super cool that he took this character and he was like, it means more than this stupid ass movie. So if you go to Gary Sinise foundation.org, you can donate, donate your time, or if you need help, they can help you. And I thought that was super fucking cool. That is that really not only cool. does we have an actor in the movie, we have a foundation, but the foundation is based on the movie, <laughs> like the restaurant that we're on our way to. So I'm motherfucking done. Awesome. Oh shit, we gotta do some shit, don't we? All right, people, send us yeah. your close encounters and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Gmails, lights, camera, cocktail, no s at gmail.com. Go to Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter for lights, camera, cocktail podcast. Write us close encounters and. Shit, let's do this. Ooh. All right, so as fast as you just said all that, let's see if you can do this scene like that. Motherfucker. <laughs> this is Jason's pick. This is my pick for next week. This is our movie that we're going to talk about next week, and I'm very excited and uh, very near and dear to my heart. Yes. So here we go. Here we go. Center yourself. Why can't you just sit down somewhere and concentrate? Relax. Don't be coming in here complaining when you left me in the house all weekend. You don't always got to go do nothing and go nowhere, Yvette. See, that's why we're so divided as a people, because we don't have focus. 
Why don't you just sit down somewhere and focus? Jody, you are full of shit. You're so fucking selfish. What you doing with this old ass pizza? <laughs> anyway, well, since you came up in here starting shit, where you been since yesterday, nigga? Slanging dresses, making money, got the brakes fixed on the car. That's what I've been doing. What you been doing? You been fucking around? No. Let me smell your dick. Going with that bullshit. Nah, if you ain't been hoeing around all busy, 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 let me smell your dick. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> let me smell your dick. Have you heard that song? No. Let me smell Shit your smell dick. Shit smells good, don't it? <laughs> Probably washed it off. It's literally about something like this where you've been fucking with me. Let me smell your dick. I can tell. <laughs> you know what? I hate you too, Yvette. <laughs> I hate you, Jody. <laughs> and that's next week's. All right, we sped through that, but thank you so much, you guys. Yes. We appreciate you. Keep listening in. Mm, mm, we will mm. see you guys right here next week on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Because we out the door. We got the shrimp on the Barbie, <laughs> shrimp scampi, lemon shrimp. Lemon shrimp. shrimp. Let's get this bubble shrimp. Shrimp, shrimp. All that shrimp. All that shrimp.